Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lewis Live After Show. Now, before we get into today's episode, I just have a few thoughts from yesterday. We all had to decompress. That was a lot on us. Again, I know that Stu dropped the bomb today that they broke up May 7th, according to him. The date on official record is May 7th. So Jeff has had a few weeks to process. Although I don't know if he knew they were broken up this whole time. We'll get into it all. All I'm saying is scary Sherry. Scary Sherry. This is my thing about psychics, okay? As much as I want to believe, and I do believe in some ways, in other ways, I'm like, why would, did scary Sherry, and maybe she did, okay? Maybe she did. I can't go back and listen to everything. I got some shit to do. Um, But like, did Scary Sherry ever say, hey, this is very toxic. You guys should stop. Or like, Jeff, I don't see this ending well. I also see scams in your future. You know, like, has Scary Sherry ever been like, you guys are going to break up four more times in the next two months. And then, you know, I guess I'm just trying to understand how you can have a psychic so close to you in your personal life and still go through so much shit. Doesn't she see this coming? And you pay her to warn you and she isn't warning you about this? Again, I have questions. But my next question is about Shane Douglas. Okay, Shane, his ex is from New York. I'm pretty sure Shane used to live in New York. Now that they're in New York City, I wonder if, speaking of exes, Shane's run into him. Or what Shane's been up to at night. Like, what is going on with them? What are they doing? I want stories. And I'm sure that they'll recap next week when they're back in Cali. But I'm impatient. I don't, I want it now. Like, I want to hear what the fuck you're doing every night. I'm forever having to work on that virtue. And it's goddamn exhausting. That's the theme of today's episode. Exhausting. <laughs> All right, so on that note, on the Thursday, May 25th episode of Jeff Lewis Live, we had Dolores Catania, we had Paul Connell, and we had Shane Douglas. First, can I just say that Dolores is absolutely the Beyonce of Jersey. I'm not talking personality or anything. She just is like the Beyonce. She is. She should be Beyonce's twin. I feel like she's almost more Beyonce than Beyonce is, if that makes sense. She is definitely the Beyonce of all housewives, though. I don't know why I just said Jersey. No. Okay, so Polly. Is it Polly? Paul? Am I allowed to call him Polly? Too late. It's Polly. I decided for us, Paul. All right, so <laughs> Polly's from Ireland. Oil. Top of the morning to your lasses. I am forever going to ask this question. I needed somebody to call in and ask, but no one did, you guys. And it's about Irish funerals. Okay, I need to know if this is true or not, and what Polly. And honestly, I want to hear from Stu. I should have called in when Stu was calling in to get all the Irish people on the line at once. Okay, so my friend, I've said this before on an earlier podcast. My friend married someone from Ireland and moved over there, and the first time that she went to an Irish funeral they went to her in-laws house and she walked in and the grandpa was laying dead <laughs> 
in the middle of the living room. And I don't mean like he just suddenly dropped dead and like died of a heart attack on the spot right there when she walked in. She is gorgeous. She is gorgeous. But no, um, no Beyonce of Ireland. I wouldn't go that far. Oh my God. I love her though. That was so mean of me. Okay. So anyways, the grandpa, I guess when you die in Ireland, it's like out of respect that they put your body in the middle of the living room of a family member's house. And then everybody for the next few days comes over and sits with them and like pays their respect to their bodies. I'm not okay with that on so many levels. First of all, I'm so fucked up. Like I would, I would like joke around and pretend that they're a puppet <laughs> Give me one too, one too many sips of a margarita and suddenly they're like my little, um, what's the word? Not dummy, but what's, um, they're my little ventriloquist doll. And <laughs> I'm clearly not mature enough to, no, it's not even maturity. Like it's, if you're going to do something that fucked up and leave a body, like, okay, so overnight, what if spiders get in there? What if a dog comes running by and knocks into their bed or whatever coffin thing they're in and then they just spill over on the floor and then you all, oh my God, the family has to like roll them back into bleh, bleh. All right, so all I'm saying is the next time Polly's on the show, can we please confirm or deny that this tradition actually happens? Or was she just bamboozled by her in-laws and they're all just fucking creeps? Okay. <laughs> All right, moving on. More Ireland things. Paul is fucking friends with Stu. I don't like calling him Paul. Now that I called him Polly, he's forever my little Polly. Polly Wall. Oh, Paul Wall. Check y'all grails. Okay, so Paul is friends with Stu. I asked that. You guys, listen to all the Splash of Sass recaps, okay? Because we discovered that before. We were like, all Irish boys must stick together. There's only two of them in the Bravo universe. And of course, they met at BravoCon. Fucking classic. No, honestly, I would do the same if I was over in Ireland and met one of American girl, you're my fucking home girl for life. And I do love Ireland. I love Ireland so much. I've been twice, first with family, then with friends. With family, I was 16, and it was the first time that I ever got drunk with them. And certainly not the last. In fact, that's what I shall be doing this Memorial Day weekend. My parents are so excited to have us try their homemade limoncello. I'm excited for it too. Wait, you guys, I told you how my parents went to Italy on a whim. Okay, they came back and fully believe they're Italian now. It's a joke. They are obsessed with limoncello. And I swear I am not making this shit up. <laughs> they are converting their TV corner into an espresso station. Are you joking me in their kitchen? Like, <laughs> honestly, how much more European can you get than trading in your television for an espresso station? But I, I guess they'll be too caffeinated anyways to sit and watch TV anymore. So great for them. But also posers, fucking posers. Speaking of posers, the second time I went to Ireland with friends, it was fucking wild. We went for Ireland. I, I was about to say Irish Day, St. Patrick's Day. And all I will say is I got home at four in the morning. All of my friends were already at, back at the apartment. I was hanging out with this group of four Irish boys. 
<laughs> I'm so glad that I survived a lot of these situations, to be fair. But I kept on, I just said poser, but it reminded me of Mike Posner, Mike Posner, who I kept on saying this one Irish kid was like the Irish Mike Posner. And so I hung out with him all night because of that. And it's so funny because looking back, he looked nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he looked more like the guy in um the Goonies, the like Cyclops, like, hey you guys. <laughs> but I was about 15 pints in at that point, so he really uh just fit the Mike Posner bill for me. But anyway, so they these boys walked me home at four in the morning. Again, they could have had their they could have done some sketchy ass shit. They were lovely lads, all right? So I love my Irish boys. Now the Irish girls locked me out of the fucking apartment, not on purpose. I didn't, we didn't have cell phones and it was a whole thing. So basically me and these Irish boys threw pennies at the window <laughs> four in the morning on St. Patrick's day, throwing pennies up at the window until their neighbor finally woke the fuck up, screamed at us and then let us in. It was great. And then when we got inside, my friend was talking to this kid, Paul. Hi, Paul. There was another one of you in Ireland, except this guy's name was Paul O'Connell. Paul O'Connell. And so Dolores O'Cotania. Um, no, Paul O'Connell. And she was talking to him and then she fell asleep and I ended up making out with him. We were like a mini Vanderpump Rules crew back in the study abroad days. That shit was wild. Again, if any writer wants to team up with me, oh my, that movie will be epic. All right, so Dolores and Jeff, talking about epic, had an epic fight right before the show started. Actually, Jeff thinks that they got into an argument. And Dolores says, that's just a Jersey discussion. That's just how we talk in Jersey. Is that what they're called? Fights are just called Jersey discussions? Because if so, then we had a lot of Jersey discussions in my house growing up. Just saying. So Stu and Jeff had a long private phone call this morning. Again, the closure call. We've talked about this. Every You guys need a closure call after breakups. Except... I don't think we should expect closure anytime soon. But Jeff did tell Stu to shut the fuck up and listen. And to his shock, Stu did. Stu did. He just shut the fuck up and fucking listened. And then to all of our shock, all of the listeners' shock, motherfucking Stu called in. What the fuck? I was like, is this Maury or is this Jeff Lewis live? I don't know. I don't care. I'm here for it all. Okay, not only did Stu call in, he started crying. Oh my God, that caught me so off guard. I was not in the right mindset to like have the empathy for that. So it just felt a little um Tom Sandoval in Lisa Vanderpump's house. But I don't think that Stu had alligator tears and the scam Duvall was definitely less dramatic than the scan Duvall. But... I still think scammers are going to scam. So Jeff acknowledges he puts the relationship on pause too many times. He thinks he's running. Honestly, Jeff, I think this is about as deep as it gets. Like you're pausing slash running because you know this relationship will never be what you want it to be. But, but you are absolutely 100% dickmatized. Dickmatized. It happens to the best of us. You're talking to the biggest dickmatizer. <laughs> around okay so um Stu is fun and like genuinely such a great person he seems like an awesome fun time we get it 
But damn, like it's genuinely as simple. If you want to be in a healthy relationship, you need to move on. I think Jeff is fooling himself if he thinks he will ever fully trust you. Ever. Ever. But we know I love fools, so do whatever the fuck you want, Jeffrey. We're still gonna listen. Also, with Jeff and Stu, the whole, like, we broke up, we were on a pause, we were this and that. It feels so fucking Ross and Rachel, okay, from Friends. We were on a break. No, we weren't. Yes, we Oh, my God. It gets to the point where people are like, we don't care if it was a break or not. Like, whatever it is, you guys are not a couple that anybody is striving to be. You know, like, you're not, no one's jealous of your guys' relationship. If anything, people are probably grateful when they go home to their partners after seeing all the fucking friction there woof and it's not just passive aggressive we know it's gotten real aggressive so jeff maybe we sign up for some yoga classes when we get back to cali you know moving on dolores went to therapy one time and learned one concept that she loves and uses to this day something about emotions or channels i don't know i just love how she went to therapy found the therapist super helpful and insightful and then never went back again. <laughs> Speaking of therapists, if I were Dr. Donna and Jeff's other therapist, I kind of forget her name. Um, I would say that I'm booked solid the next couple months. I just I can't help. Like, we'll get to my empathy fatigue in a few, but I can imagine the therapists feel similar. Now, Jeff asked Dolores how she handles being with an Irish man. Dolores <laughs> just doesn't engage when Polly tries to fight or if he's being petty about something. Instead, <laughs> she just sits there calmly and imagines violently attacking him in her own head. <laughs> it was very Stassi Schroeder of her. Do you remember that? Except Stassi used to bluntly describe to Jax, who was her boyfriend at the time, all the ways that she would like to violently harm him, murder him, kill him, stab him, all of the above. Oh, it was great. And I love how Polly's like, um, what was that, Dolores? You want to do what? And she's like, oh, nothing. Can I borrow the Rolls Royce again? He's like, yeah, yeah, of course, honey, whatever you want. Okay, so then at one point, Stu on the line, we still had Stu on the line. He says, why can't you just come with me and hang out with Thomas? Like, join us. We can all hang out together. Which gets Jeff riled up, real riled. And I agree. I agree. What the fuck? That would be like if Tom Sandoval actually tried to get back with Ariana and was like, but we got to have Rachel over once a week still. Like, I still want to hang out with her. Like, no, 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 no. Sorry. Sorry. No. So the call ends with Stu and Jeff potentially getting back together. You guys. <clears throat> I have such fucking empathy fatigue. I don't even know if I can talk about this. I feel like I'm just going to be a gremlin. I would honestly almost rather listen to Gage and Scott's new podcast that they haven't started yet. But if they do, I'll fucking listen over this shit. I want off the merry-go-round. I'm over it. I'm over it. I love you so much, Jeff, but you're dragging us all into this toxicity. If they get back together, I'm just not talking about Stu anymore. He just, I don't, they can do whatever they want in real life, but their relationship is officially coffined on Splash of Fucking Sass, okay? And if you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, we coined the phrase coffined when you put somebody in a box never to be seen again out of your life, okay? And we can only pray that Jeff Ray 
does the same. Okay, now for the millionth time, I won't drop this until we talk about accountability, until Jeff and MJ admit that what they did to Lala was such a double standard. So, again, for anyone that doesn't remember, MJ and Jeff spent about the first... 30 minutes of one JLL show just harping on Lala to her face, telling her that she needs to have a better reputation on Vanderpump rules. And she talks about sex too much and this and that, blah, blah, blah. So riddle me why Jeff can come down so hard on Lala for being on her TV show that revolves around sexiness, mind you. Yet, 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 he can tell us about how when he wakes up with an erection, he sits on the toilet when he pees. Ew, what the fuck? I would rather have 12 scenes of Lala's foreplay over learning what Jeff does with his erections. What the fuck? Lala needs to come back on JLL and get some fucking redemption. I feel like MJ and Jeff caught her so off guard and she was kind of just playing it cool, but... Again, we just talked about Jeff's erection and how he sits on the toilet to pee on live air. But yeah, no, it's totally different than a little splash of sex talk. Okay, sure. Now, Dolores got into a car accident and her car was totaled, but she doesn't need to replace it because Polly has five cars. Okay, sure. Um, It's not even cars, really. It's like our installation on wheels. They're all probably more than a prestigious college degree. So Dolores ended up damaging one of those prestigious cars of Polly's. She drove it into the side of the median because she was tired. Um, okay. Or that's a thing? You can just do that? Oh, I was just tired, so I crashed. Didn't you, like, go over those things where it's like, grunk, grunk, grunk on the side to let you know that you're about to fucking smash into a median? All right. No, she was on the phone. She was she was concentrating so hard on her phone call that she couldn't concentrate on driving in her lane. I get it. I get it. We're all busy on our phones. Sure. I did not like how Dolores talks shit about Audis, however. Audis, Audis, I have never felt more like a fucking peasant. What the fuck? That was so rude, bitch. Except I love you. You're not a bitch. But like you talk about how you're borrowing your boyfriend's Rolls Royce and I'm over here fucking scrounging all my money to save up for an Audi. And you're like, ew, I don't want a fucking piece of shit Audi. Rude, rude. Even if I had all the money in the world, I still want my RAV4. It's just fucking fun. Okay. But I also will take one of Polly's roll voices if he's just lending them out. All right, so Polly and Dolores were supposed to meet their first time ever meeting on a blind date. But then both of their phones broke. So they met at the AT&T store? I'm so confused. Okay, did they accidentally meet at the AT&T store? Or were they both before their blind date like, hey, my phone broke so I can't meet up tonight. And she's like, my phone broke too. And he's like, let's go to AT&T. And she's like, great. Or was it like, let's cancel for tonight because our phones broke and then we happened to stumble into each other. I don't know. Again, we got questions. Get these kids back on the mic and get me on one too. Now, Polly built his house to fuck, not to have a relationship in. 
<laughs> oh my god, the ultimate lad pad. The ultimate lad pad. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. Um, all of my houses, whether I'm in a relationship or not, will forever be built to fuck. Okay? Swings, ropes. Sure, I don't I don't care. Whatever it is. I just want to have some fucking fun. All right, so. Polly says, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned, to which Jeff replies, gay guys are worse. <laughs> Jeff's a petty ass bitch and Stu tried him. Stu tried him and now I'm fucking worried as fuck that they're about to get back together. I feel like if they were my friends in real life, I would need to take, I would need to take a break from them. I would need to take a pause from my friendship with them if they wanted to hang out as like a crew again. Like, no, no, no. You guys have put us through too much now and you guys are shit together. I get it. You're both great people. You want to have fun and you love each other and you both love fucking each other. We get it. We get it. We get it. In terms of a healthy long-term relationship, stop trying to make that what it is. This ain't it. This ain't it. Now, a caller does call in to remind Jeff that he is <laughs> Tina Turner, not Cardi fucking B. So Jameson plays the sound clip and MJ actually said that you're not supposed to be Tina Turner. You are supposed to be Cardi fucking B. And the caller, <laughs> she was like, oh, I got it wrong. But Jeff, you are Tina fucking Turner, like trying to pump him up again. And I'm like, ma'am, you just doubled down and got it wrong again. He is not. Tina fucking Turner is dead. I'm so sorry. Rest in peace, ma'am. She was coffined for real. I'm so sorry. Is that crass? I guess. But welcome to Slash Sass. All right. But like, Jeff, you are fucking Cardi B, but you're acting like Tina Turner right now. So if you want to stay with Stu, you can be Tina. If you want to go with the NBC Universal guy and start having some fucking fun around here, then you can be Cardi fucking B. Okay? Wait, also about my Insta story, I know that yesterday I said you had to look at it. Today. I meant today. <laughs> I'm just going to do this every day now. No, but for real, it's like yesterday's Insta story was Tina Turner and today's is Cardi motherfucking B. All right, so you please go check that out. Follow me, subscribe wherever, tell your friends about Splash Assess. We will be back tomorrow with another Jeff Lewis Live recap. But until then, I hope that everybody gets some empathy rest, okay? We've gone through enough empathy fatigue. We now all just need to fucking empathy rest for a bit. All right, I love you guys so much. See you tomorrow. Bye. Splash, 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 splash.